Hi, this is Pastor Rick. I am in your home and glad to be in your life and thrilled that you've allowed me to come and be with you. So listen, here's what we're going to talk about today. You ready? On demand, we're going to talk to you about attitudes. Ah, there's a big word, attitudes. I used to tell my kids all the time, attitude is the key to success. It really is. And I want to show you what James said, one incredible attitude that you need to have in your life. You need to be fair. That's right, fair. There's something about having the right attitude when it comes to people, when it comes to God, when it comes to your world. And if you can have the right attitude, a lot of things can happen for you. You can do the work you need to do. But if you don't have the right attitude, you can't. You ever hire somebody and they have the wrong attitude? They can do the work, but they got a bad attitude. This sermon will help you take you down a journey that will help you see how in the world you can do the work with the right attitude. It's going to be good. Stay right there on demands for you right there in your life. Take it today. It's going to be a great word. Enjoy. Glad to have you back. We are so committed to this series in James because it speaks to a lot of things that people face. One of the big things this speaks to is this issue of how you do the work. So you can go to work, right? You can have a job. You can be really good at your job. But if you don't have the right attitude, it doesn't work well. You can have a great marriage. You can have a great business. You can have a great product. But if you don't have the right attitude, it just doesn't work. There's something about attitude that changes everything. You can get more. You can, you can have more success if you approach things with the right spirit. James chapter 2 takes us on this journey, and he makes the simple statement about attitude. He implies the importance of how you respond to people, and especially we're talking about your attitude towards people. So look with me at chapter 2, verse 1. My brothers and sisters, believers in our Lord Jesus Christ, must not show favoritism. But suppose a man comes to you, your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show specific attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, here's a good seat for you. But say to the poor, you stand there or sit on the floor by my feet. Have you not discriminated among yourselves because you judge evil thoughts? This is a sermon that James preached to communicate a message about the value of people and how you see people. And he uses a term that's really interesting. He calls favoritism, where you favor this person and you like this person above this person, and you don't really have a basis for it other than, in this example, one's rich and one's poor. And his point is, that's just bad people business. Because your view of the disadvantaged is wrong. You somehow judge that the rich person is a better person than the other person. And so now you have this thing that you got going on. And what he wants you to do is develop the right view of people, not the wrong view. Now, I've done this. I, we've all done it. I've done it. I've done it. We've all done it. And, and if we're not careful, we'll still do it. We make assumptions about people on a lot of levels. I know I have in my life. I, I thought if a girl was pretty, she was wonderful. She was nice. She could be wicked. She could be <laughs> cute and crazy. I mean, so can a guy. It, my, my temptation in life has been to judge by appearance. And so if a person is overweight or underweight or 
person is loud or quiet. I make judgments, and sometimes those judgments have been completely wrong. Matter of fact, most of the time they're wrong. There's something in the Bible that people struggle with, this idea of judging, right? It says in Matthew 7, I believe, judge not that you be not judged. But with the same measure that you judge, you'll be judged. And some people think that means you shouldn't judge. No, well, we all judge. You pass opinions. And we all have opinions. That's good. That's bad. This is, they're beautiful. They're beautiful, <laughs> right? Beautiful. But it's all based on opinions. Now, there's nothing wrong with you saying, I like strawberry, not vanilla. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with saying I like jeans or I like, I don't like jeans. I like, I like, you know, cashmere pants, whatever. Isn't that a weird, weird combination? Anyway, so whatever you say you like, you like. That's not bad. It's when you're unfair. It's when it's rooted in favoritism. That's what makes discrimination so, so dangerous because you make these assumptions about white people or black people or Asian people or whoever. And it's, it's so interesting to hear <laughs> studies about how how so many races and, and ethnicities come to conclusions. Those wonderful Asian people that have such a great life, their life's so easy for them. They just, they just slide into opportunity. And the Asian people say, this is not true. It's not true. And you, there, there's a challenge we face. We've had our own history of challenges. You know, we've had all kinds of issues. There are people who think all white people have these. All white people don't have it easy. What, where'd you get that from? All black people, no, all black people don't have it hard. Every, your judgments can all be wrong. You can say, statistically, there are these numbers, and the numbers are pretty horrific. I, I get that, okay? I understand the statistics, but my big point is, what you see in this text is a warning about judging unfairly without the right information and showing favoritism, discrimination, being biased towards people. You're biased against women. You won't give them a promotion. You won't give her an opportunity. This is all about that kind of an attitude. So the question is, do you have that kind of attitude? Are you the kind of person who really shows favoritism? Now, let me just say this to you. I think churches are notorious for this. I think churches and, and <laughs> pastors, leaders, denominations, we tend to, if we're not careful, pass strong judgments on people who are just not even church people. We're not like God. We're not fair. And that's what I want to say today. I want you to, number one, be fair when you look at people. I want you to be fair and not show favoritism. That's one of the big lessons I want you to walk away from. I want you to be fair to the disadvantaged. That's what James says. Your attitude should be, I'm going to be fair. I'm not going to be unfair. The history of our country has not been fair. And it's not just fair towards minority people. It's fair towards women, children, poor people, classism. There's a whole lot of unfairness. And the biggest concern I have is looking in the mirror and saying, Ricky Temple, are you fair? So let's not talk about the country. Let's talk about where you live in your house. Are you fair to your wife? Are you fair to your children? Are you fair? Are you fair to the people that you, your neighbor, are you fair? Are you a junky neighbor and you, people are trying to keep their house up and you just letting yours just go? You never cut your grass. You know, that's not fair. There's something about being fair. This is about you being a fair person and not showing favoritism and not, and not being biased and not being one-sided. It's about being fair. That's the way we should work. We should have a commitment to work as believers, a commitment to work in the world and be fair. It's hard because I got judgments, man. I mean, <laughs> I got judgments. I, I got judgments. I, I, I have opinions and I have to talk to myself. Here's what he said in James chapter 2, verse 5. Listen, he says, my, my brothers and sisters, 
He have not God, has not God not chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. It is not the rich who are exploiting, I'm sorry, is it not rather the rich who are exploiting you? Pretty, pretty targeted statement. He says, you know, if you're not careful as a rich person, you'll be abusive. If you're not careful, you'll have advantage and you won't care about the people who are below you in opportunity. You make more money, you have more advantage. You're the boss. You could raise salaries. You could advance people, but you don't. You could be nicer. You could change the hours. You could give them a little break. You could let them work from home if you, if you wanted to, but you choose not to just because you want to see them, just because it's, it makes you feel better. Not necessarily better for the company, but you just want to take advantage of your advantage. And so you, you really kind of lean in on the disadvantage. I love what he says. He goes on. He says this. He says, verse 6, but you have dishonest, you dishonored the poor. Uh, in chapter two of James, is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble names of him to whom you belong? You know, I'm not against lawyers. I like lawyers. Lawyers, we all friends. But there's this spirit of prosperity at the at the. Uh, <laughs> Sue, get, take advantage, don't care, as long as I make a buck, attitude, that's just unhealthy. It's, 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 an, it's, a, it's a mindset that's not fair, like God. God's fair. God wants us to care about people. God doesn't want us to just abuse people. You know, there are moments in my life I've had an opportunity to um, sue somebody. Yeah, it's an opportunity. I, and I chose in this particular case not to. And I'm not against suing people when it's fair and right and they won't do right and understand. I get that. But there's, there's an interesting moment I remember I, I thinking, no, I, I don't have to do that. I can do it this way. That's not, that's not the necessary option. I'm concerned that somehow if I take the attitude that anytime I have an advantage, I take it full advantage of it. And I could say, it doesn't really matter. That's not that important. I could walk away. And I don't have to take the harshest approach. I don't have to. There are moments when you can say, no, I, no, no, no. I'm so glad God doesn't always take the harshest approach to me. He doesn't always say, I'm, I'm going I'm to lean on temple as hard as I can because I can. There are moments when I, you, you, your kids you could, they're at a disadvantaged place and you could be really harsh. This is, you know, not your house, this is my house. You could do things. Or you could become compassionate. I like the fact that James says you don't want to just get people. You don't want to be one of the guys in authority who just sort of, you're always out to take advantage of the disadvantage. Is that you? Are you leaning on somebody you don't have to lean on? Are you going too far? Are you saying what you don't need to say? But it could be your husband. It could be your wife. It could be, you know, she's not working. You don't have a job. You don't have a job. I have a job, you know. And you can just be a grumpy, mean person who leans in on people, and it's just not fair. It's the same abuse that this text talks about. They're disadvantaged, and you're leaning in. Now, I understand people need to be responsible. I understand all that. I'm not against any of that. Let people be responsible I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about my attitude. See, this is the key thing. My attitude is the issue, especially if I have an advantage over you. It's how I approach it. 
I believe in challenging people. I believe in speaking the truth. I believe in holding people accountable. I get all that, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about my attitude, how I do it. Do I do it in love or am I being just vengeful and mean? One of the things you learn about when you deal with people is you learn that you, you can sometimes not see things um, from their side. You only see it from your side. And I've seen this a lot with Christians because they use the Bible a lot to justify their attitudes. So I want to read a verse to you. It's in verse 8. He says this. If you really keep the royal law in Scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you're doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convic convicted by the law as a law as a lawbreaker. Whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking it all. So I want you to understand, you can be a really nice person, you can be really kind, but if you don't love your neighbor as yourself, if you're not the kind of person who is fair when you apply scripture and you love your neighbor when they fail as the way you love yourself when you fail, if you don't do that, then you miss the point. And I think that's the problem. I, I think when you can't love a Democrat the way you love a Republican or a Republican the way you love a Democrat, or you can't love a black person the way you love a white person or an Asian person or an Iranian person or an Armenian person the way you, if, if the love doesn't flow and you spend all your time judging and cri criticizing and you're, you're just not fair. That's the wrong attitude and that's what gets us in trouble as a nation, as an individual, as a family. It's when we're not fair. There are times it's just not fair. There are times people are broken around you. There are people you know. And you, you just, you spend all your life complaining, brutalizing them, and that's all you do. So are you fair? I, if I want to be honest, as a religious person, I have not always been fair. I've not always been fair to groups that don't theologically get it right. I've not always been fair. I've not always been fair to people that didn't get it right. I've not always been fair to people who struggle. I've, I've not always been fair. I haven't been like God. I've had the wrong attitude. It's, it's somehow almost like I'm a professional sin identifier. My job is to find what's wrong with you and point it out, boy. Let you know what's sin in your life. Is that always fair? Let's know what he says in verse 11. It's really powerful. He says uh, in chapter 2, for he, said, he who said, you shall not commit adultery, also says you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you've become a lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy, judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. I, um, I, I think if you live long enough, you can see things and know things. If you, if you live long enough. I, I've been um, preaching and pastoring and studying the Bible for years, so it's very easy to hear a guy teach or hear something, and you can kind of know that's not quite right or that's whatever, not quite the way that should be. You know, as a parent, I really believe the grandparents have great insights. I do. I think because they've been parents for years, I think they understand. I think if people who are in business have great business insights. They, they know a lot because they've been in business a long time. But if their attitude is wrong, and if your approach is wrong, nobody cares that you have all that wisdom because you have no mercy. So your approach to people could be the biggest problem you're facing. 
you want to do the work. You want to make a difference in a particular field. Let's say teaching. You want to really be a great teacher, but your attitude, <laughs> your attitude when you're around other teachers, your arrogance, the way you conduct yourself, nobody really cares about your education or your knowledge or your opinion. And they may be the best opinions in the room, but you're not fair. You overtalk people in the room. You dominate the meeting. You, your pride is taking over. You're confusing wisdom with arrogance. You're not fair. You're not fair to your husband. He helped you get through school. You're not fair to your wife. She helped you get where you are. You, you're not fair. One of the things I have to say to myself is, Ricky Temple, am I fair to Diane? Are you fair to Diane? Are you fair to your wife? Are you fair to your kids? Are you fair to Ricky Jr.? Are you fair, are you fair to Christina? Are you fair? And sometimes I've had to say, ah, I've got to work on that. I've got to make sure that I'm fair. I've got to make sure I'm not just a mean person just gliding through life with judgments and opinions. Sometimes you're really good at quoting a verse and making a point. You like that. I used to be one of those six shooters. All right, what did the Bible say? Pow, you know, okay, so I got you. Pow, I tied you up, okay. But I'm unfair. I'm mean. I love what he says in verse, verse 12. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom. Because judgment without mercy, that's the problem. No mercy. Let me ask you what you were like 10 years ago. 20 years ago. When you look at your children, you look at their behavior, and you look at their growth process, tell me what you were like. How much marijuana did you smoke? I'm not saying they should. I hope they don't. I'm not a big fan of it, but just for the record. How much alcohol did you drink? How many people did you sleep with? And how many babies would you have if we counted up every time you slept with somebody, a baby showed up? For some of you, that's a lot of people. Okay, you get the point. For some people, if they were really fair and honest, how many times have you been mean? How many times have you been wrong? How many times have you wasted money? Look at how you grew and then look at your children and give them a chance to grow too. I'm not saying they should continue down these wrong paths. Just be fair. Just be fair. That's all. That's the attitude. That's the attitude James said you need to have while you're doing the work. Be like God. Care about people. Don't mock them. Three final thoughts. Are you fair to those around you? Everybody listening to you in this room right now, if they were to give their opinion, don't raise your hands to those of you in the room. Don't do it. Just hold your hands down by your sides. The question is for every individual to think, am I fair to the people around me? Am I fair to this two-year-old who's just trying to find his way? Am I fair? Am I fair? Am I fair? Am I fair? I don't believe church is always fair. They ask for too much sometimes, sometimes too much money, sometimes too much time, sometimes too much of everything. They're not fair. They let you stay as long as they talk. That's not always fair. And in this environment, when you had this tremendous risk, some of them have conducted services in ways that are unfair putting people's lives at risk in ways that was unfair. It's unfair. Guilt people into taking unnecessary risk when you could have done it a safer way. You know what that is. I'll let you think about it. But just be fair. Number two, 
Are you fair in your judgments, your opinions of people? Are you fair? You come into a conclusion about a person and you haven't even talked to them. There are people who've never spoken to me and they've got really harsh opinions. I think it's amazing. You don't know me. You, you, never, you don't know me. You've never spoken to me. You don't know me. You cannot just let somebody lie to you and say, here's what he does. He asked for your W-2 form before you join his church. That's a lie. We never did that ever. I would never join that church myself. He doesn't, he does, what, what? Just, I'm not going to even name it all. People say stuff that's not true. People say things and they've been saying it for a long time. And what's really amazing is you judge people you don't know. <laughs> you judge people. Oh, he's rich. He got a lot of money. Yeah, but may have a lot of expenses too. May, may, may have given most of it away because he cared about people more than about himself. You never know. See, be fair. You don't know that. You don't know the challenges that that person went through to get that degree. You don't know. Be fair. You judge your supervisor. You judge your boss. You judge your, the place you work, the people around you. You didn't build this company. Let's help you. You didn't build this company. You worked for them. You asked for a job. They didn't seek you out. You came and applied, most of you. Very few of you were sought out. But if you were sought out, they sought you out to make a difference, not to become a professional critic. Be fair. They pay you, you should go to work. They pay you, you should be on time and you should have a good attitude. Be fair. Have a good attitude. Last thing I want to ask you about is this. Are you fair when you speak to people? Your tone, your big bad words. Why you cuss so much? Why you always cuss people? Won't always jab people. Say the worst thing you can. Get them under the collar. I'm gonna let them have it. Pow, pow, pow. Why? Why? What is that? Do the work, but do it with a good attitude. There's no reason for you to be this way at all. Oh, God, help us. Help me have a good attitude. A lot of what you're seeing today, attitude issues, and it's not fair. It's not fair for us to put each other at risk. It's not fair for us to judge people unfairly who are just asking you to take precautions to save yourself and others. It's not fair for you to be this angry. It's not fair. It's not fair for you not to talk to your mama who took care of you all your life. It's not fair for you. To not forgive people who wronged you, who said they're sorry, it's not fair. It's not fair to show more favoritism to this group than that group. It's not fair. You don't like their doctrine, so you're going to be mean to them. Somebody in your family doesn't go to your church and doesn't believe in your doctrine. So now we're going to be mean to them. Embarrass them, shame them. That's somehow fair? No, it's not fair. It's not fair for me to not be kind to people who are not church people, who are not religious people, who are not, it's not fair. It's not fair for me to dictate to everybody what they, what flavor of ice cream they need to eat. Not fair. <laughs> Let me give you something to be mad with me about. I'm straight. I ain't gay. Okay. But I got people in my world who are. What's fair? Got to figure it out. I'm living with them. We're in the same planet. What's fair? We may not agree on that, but I'm just saying, I got to think about that. I got to have a right attitude. You work with somebody who is a whatever, put them in quotation marks, adulterer, drinker, smoker, I don't know, whatever they are, but what's fair? You live in a family where people are different. What's fair? That's the only thing I'm asking. 
Can you have a good attitude towards people who are not as perfect as you, are not as uh, committed to a lifestyle that you're committed to? What can you do to be fair? Here's what this pandemic has shown us. A lot of people can be unfair and not care. Put everybody at risk and not care. I hope we learn from this. Be fair. People have a right around you to be safe. Be fair. I went to a, um, <laughs> I went to a, oh, retirement home once. And there's a young girl there, good girl, nice girl. And she looked over at me and she said, Pastor Rick, she was dying. And she got a disease from her husband. And um, she looked up at me and I said, what's your dream? And she said, I want to live. But she didn't live because of a choice he made that caused her to die. And that wasn't fair. That wasn't fair for him to sleep around or however he got it, whatever ways he got it, and then to not use protection to make sure she didn't get it. Not fair. And some of you are not fair. Let's pray. Father, help us today be fair. Help us to have a better attitude. Help us to change the way we deal with each other. Help us to not show favoritism. Help us to tell the truth. And I pray, God, that your spirit would break through this bondage that we've been in, struggling back and forth with each other. May we find healing and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. If there's anybody watching, Lord, who doesn't know you and never gave their life to God, let this be the moment that they make that decision. Say, Lord, I need you in my life. He's right. I haven't been fair. I haven't been fair to God. I haven't allowed God to have his place. So today I surrender my life to you, and I want to be fair. You sacrificed your life for me. I want to invite you into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so you've heard the word, so what are you going to do with that? Are you going to be fair? Are you going to be fair to others? Are you going to be fair to God? Are you going to, are you going to act like the God you serve? Give people a chance. Take a deep breath. Do not approach life with the wrong attitude. Let's pray. Father, it's easy to have a bad attitude. It's easy to have a don't care spirit. But Lord, let this be a breakthrough moment for everyone today who's heard this message. May it bring life and strength to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being with us on demand. Hey, if it's a blessing to you, Lincoln, send it to a friend. See you next time right here on demand with me, Pastor Rick. You be blessed. And remember, be fair, good attitudes. See you next time. Bye-bye.